Today, America is at war with an enemy every bit as dangerous as Nazi Germany or the Soviet Union. We know it as radical Islam. Like enemies of our past, it draws upon the enforcement of a total ideology that rejects all that is decadent about Western liberal democracy. Memories of past glories and promises of their restoration as part of a new golden age fuel this movement that demands unflinching loyalty and ruthlessly stamps out all opposition. It excuses mass murder as necessary and extols the murderers. But it only takes a little investigation to reveal that its promises of liberation are a dubious cover for a blood-spattered tyranny that lies beneath. If radical Islam were confined to a few benighted countries, we could merely denounce its brutality and celebrate when it was reformed from afar. Radical Islamists, however, have global ambitions. They are not, and will never be, content with remaking Muslim countries along the totalitarian lines of Talibanic Afghanistan. Instead, they want to bring this totalitarian theocracy, founded on a muddled, bastardized notion of a bygone golden age, to the entire world. They see the West as the implacable enemy of Islam, and Western culture and political ideas as the West's prime weapons against Islam. Radical Islamists view the war against the West as an extension of the one waged against Islamic expansionism from the Reconquista in Spain and the Crusades to the battles of Malta, Lepanto, Vienna, and Budapest. To achieve final victory against the West and its allies around the world, Radical Islamists have founded a loose confederation of nation-states, terrorist groups, and supporters of all stripes that we call the Web of Terror. Using countries such as Iran and Afghanistan as bases, and even some areas of countries allied in the war on terror like Pakistan and the Philippines, terrorist organizations such as Al-Qaeda, Hezbollah, Palestinian Islamic Jihad, Hamas, Jamaa Islamiyah, and Abu Sayyaf have committed atrocities around the globe to advance the cause of radical Islam. Drawing on the oil wealth of Saudi Arabia, radical clerics have established mosques and religious schools around the world that spread a militant, inflexible, and intolerant version of Islam, serve as centers of recruitment for terrorist organizations, and raise financial support for those organizations. The Web of Terror's number one enemy, and thus its number one target, is the United States, because without the sword and shield provided by the U.S. military, the rest of the West will have no choice but to submit. It has been widely reported that Osama bin Laden saw America's tepid reaction to terrorist acts against it in the 1980s and the 1990s as proof that the United States no longer had the will to protect itself. He reasoned that one spectacular blow at the symbols of American power would be enough to bring our country to its knees and make the world capitulate to his dreams of a new Islamic empire. Fortunately, the Bush administration was different from the Clinton administration. It accepted that the United States was in a war and did not try to minimize the terrorist acts as a law enforcement problem. Because President Bush decided to deal with the web of terror forthrightly and was unafraid to use American power in its many forms, within two years of the attacks of September 11, 2001, the United States and its allies have overthrown two of the most important regimes within the web of terror. But the war is not over.
The prospect of a free and democratic Iraq and Afghanistan is threatened by the Islamists who would return these countries to tyranny. Syria's army and intelligence services openly help terrorists, weapons, and money flow into Iraq and act as a conduit for Iranian cadres, material, and money to enter Lebanon, the Gaza Strip, and the West Bank. The Iranian regime is training and supporting terrorists, including those attacking our soldiers in Iraq, and is working feverishly to develop nuclear weapons. Iran's efforts to develop nuclear weapons has been advanced by Pakistani nuclear scientists and Saudi Arabian petrodollars, as well as support from the ultimate rogue state, North Korea. Unless the West takes determined and concerted action against the ever more assertive and combative Iranian regime, we have no doubt that Iran's quest for nuclear weapons will bear fruit in the very near future.